Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of She. Now, I guess if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to your first episode. Today, I want to share something that I get asked about quite a bit online, especially on Instagram and social media as I travel, because the past several months, we have done several trips. We were in Utah, we were in New England, and we've really cut back on travel overall, but the fall was really busy for us. And so this is an episode I've been meaning to sit down and record because one of the questions I've been getting is, how do you eat healthy? How are you, you know, supporting your your hormones and your body naturally while you're traveling, while you're eating out, while you're on the go? And that's a really good question because if you know me or if you followed my journey for any amount of time, you know that I love nourishing home-cooked meals. I've been on this holistic healing and wellness journey for the last couple of years. And so while I try not to be too crazy restrictive with food, there was definitely a season there where I restricted so many things as I was trying to get some answers and figure things out. But overall, from a lifestyle perspective, you know, I try not to be too restrictive, but at the same time, I try not to eat things that aren't food. Like there's a lot of things sold as food that are not food, processed food, foods, for example, being one of them, hydrogenated or inflammatory oils like canola oil or sunflower oil and things like that. Lots of foods in air quotes are made with that, but that's like not actually something our body recognizes as a food. It's like manufactured. So I try to avoid things like that. But the reality is when you're traveling, it can be hard to find food and snacks and options that don't include those types of things that are not, you know, factory farmed and made with, you know, inflammatory oils and all that kind of stuff. So I've really had to navigate like, okay, how do I do my best with this? And what have I found that works well? And where do I have to kind of be a little bit more lenient and all of that? So I figured I would record a brief episode to kind of walk you through just some tips and some things that I have done and some mindsets I've had to adopt with this, some ways I've had to compromise and some things I've been able to prioritize and hopefully just give you a little bit of guidance in what I have found to be helpful so that maybe if you are traveling or eating out and struggling to Allow yourself the freedom to do that, you know, or to enjoy it because you're really focused on healing or you want to make sure you're eating the best of the best options. Like I have been in that kind of place too at times and it can really feel like you lose your life a little. So if you feel like you're a little bit stuck in this area, this episode should hopefully be really helpful for you in various ways, both practically and from a mindset perspective. So let's dig into it. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley.
Okay, so first thing I wanna say is you have to give yourself grace in this. It is really hard to eat the way you may wanna eat. And again, it depends on what your priorities are. For me, I try to just focus on supporting my metabolic health. Some people might call this pro-metabolic eating. I don't eat pro-metabolic to a 100% perfection. That's not the goal. Um, But I definitely lean a little bit more toward that because of just the focus on nourishing foods that are really healing and whole to our bodies. Whole nourishing foods that are healing to our bodies. That's what I was trying to say. Anyway, I focus kind of on that approach, but I kind of had to come to the realization that like, I'm not going to perfectly avoid everything that might be a little bit of a red flag ingredient when I'm traveling or when I'm eating out because I just have so much less control over how my food is being made, what options are available to me and those kind of things. And so I try to control the controllables and release the rest is kind of the mindset I've had to go into it with. And so I think that's important to consider because if you're doing your best and you're controlling the things that you can't control and you're trying to make the best decisions you can, that's all you're really going to do. But if you're like going around and like not eating things or not like enjoying a dinner out because it doesn't have the perfect oil or the perfect this or the perfect that, you're not going to enjoy your life. And I feel like that amount of stress is like just as detrimental in some ways to our health. So I wouldn't, I don't like the word balance because I don't know that anything is like perfectly balanced, but it's like a blend. It's like, how do I blend the things I prioritize and I value when it comes to food with the reality that sometimes that might just not be available or very easy to find, but I also want to go out with my friends or I want to go on this trip with my, you know, my spouse or my family or whatever. So anyway, I think that's where I want to start is just like, let's set the precedent with that has to be the mindset. Okay. Now let's talk about some of the practical things and tips that I have found to be really helpful. It can depend in terms of like what you do and how you prepare and stuff. It can depend on the type of trip, right? Like the way you might prepare some food for a road trip might be different than if you are flying somewhere, right? But let's talk about road trips and some things I have kind of adopted as practices that I like to do in case it inspires some ideas for you. So when we go on road trips and we like to road trip because it allows us more flexibility, not only from a food perspective, but also just from a travel perspective, if it's not too crazy of a drive. But anyway, when we go on road trips, if I have the time beforehand and I try to prioritize this, let's say we're leaving on a Friday, I try to set aside a few hours the Thursday before to prepare some meals and snacks that I can throw into a cooler that we can put in the bed of the truck or in the back seat, and then that we can kind of eat our meals out of at least for the day that we're driving. Because it's tough to find decent options, to be honest, when you're on the road, right? Like you've got Culver's and I mean, maybe Chipotle is like a slightly better option, but like you've got Culver's and Wendy's and... Chick-fil-A and a lot of those things are not great options. And so is it going to kill you if you eat Chick-fil-A one day when you're on the road? No. But if you find yourself traveling a lot, sometimes it can be helpful or taking a lot of road trips in a short period of time, you know, and don't necessarily want to eat Chick-fil-A or Culver's for every meal, then bringing a cooler with a couple of things that you can like get multiple meals out of can be really helpful. So I, like, like I said, let's say we're leaving on a Friday Then the Thursday evening or the Thursday before, I try to block out like three or four hours if I can, or two to three hours to just prep some stuff. I like to make a roast of some sort, which sounds kind of weird. It's like you're bringing a roast on a road trip. Like, who are you? But it's really easy because I'll get like a grass-fed roast. I'll throw it in a crock pot with like potatoes, onions, celery, carrots, like chop all that up, bone broth, like super nourishing stuff. Throw that in a crock pot and it cooks for four hours or whatever. And then I break up the, the roast, like, you know, when it's all done. And it's like a stew, but it's got bone broth in there. It's got grass-fed meat. It's got veggies. It's got root vegetables like potatoes and carrots. Like it's a nourishing 
meal, dish, whatever you want to call it. And I will take that and put it into like a glass Tupperware container, essentially. And then I put that with like a sealed lid. And then I put that in the cooler. That we will get like two to six meals out of, depending on how much I make. So that's either like a lunch for both of us, if Matt and I are driving together or a lunch and a dinner. It's great. So, and then you can eat it cold or warm, which is nice. You don't have to heat it up. It's obviously probably a little better warm, but it does the trick. It's filling, it's nourishing, and it's pretty easy to make. And it doesn't take me very long. I just have to chop everything up and throw it in the crock pot. So that's one thing I like to do and take with us on road trips. I also like to make like a casserole of some sort. That's also a pretty easy thing. If I can make like a nourishing casserole of some sort that's got like potatoes and grass fed meat and, you know, maybe even like a bone broth or some veggies, like again, a similar kind of like, I want to call it like a mush, but that's not what it is. But like, I don't necessarily want to have to bring all the ingredients to like make a sandwich or like, you know, but those kind of dishes, like a roast or like a stew or a casserole, like if you can get your fats, your proteins and your fiber into kind of one dish, that's really easy to just like take a spoonful out of, put it in a paper bowl and like eat it as you drive. That's the way to go. So those are a couple easy things where I'll just like prep you know, batch prep. If I know we have a one day road trip or a two day road trip in front of us, I'll prep, you know, what I think I need for like a lunch for each of us and a dinner for each of us. So that can be really helpful. Even if you can just get one or two lunches and dinners out of it, like maybe you stop for breakfast and you get kind of like a Starbucks breakfast, whatever, but you've got a nourishing lunch and a nourishing dinner for your day day long road trip. Like that's great. You've just knocked out a lot of unnecessary, unhealthy food, right? Just by prepping like a stew or a casserole. So that's a great tip and hack that I like to use for road trips. Um, and then I also like to bring some other like healthier snacks. Like sometimes I'll make like some rice in our rice cooker and I'll just put that in like a glass Tupperware as well. So that kind of gives us some variety that we can throw the roast or the stew on top of, or I'll just cut up some veggies or I'll throw together like a kale salad and put that into a glass Tupperware. So that way we've got like a little bit of veggie, a little bit of starch, and then like some sort of like meal. So that way, if we just want like want a quick bite of something, but don't necessarily want to eat the stew or the casserole, we can take a couple bites of rice. We can take a couple bites of salad, something like that. But just prepping a handful of things like that and throwing them into a cooler the night before makes it so much easier and you don't feel like you have to stop and just settle for anything. Now, in addition to prepping some meals like for a road trip, I also try to think through some snacks that are just grab and go and really easy. So for example, Chomps meat sticks or grass-fed, the brand Think Jerky, they have grass-fed beef jerky. Like both of those are really good options if you want to get a little bit of protein in that's easy to just like throw into a bag. We take that on like hiking trips too. We take that on planes. Like that's just a really great option, road trip or plane or even just for like adventuring wherever your destination is throughout the day. I also like to grab some stuff from the brand Siete. They've got great uh, chips. They've got just like a couple of good snack options that I really like. Hue also has some good cracker options. They're just not made with all the junk that a lot of crackers and chips are made with. For example, Siete doesn't use vegetable oil on their chips, but they've got some really good like flavored potato chips as well as like flavored tortilla chips. So we love to grab like a bag or two of those and take those and we just throw that in a snack bag or like if we're flying, we'll throw that in a backpack. Sometimes, especially if we're driving or we have the ability, I'll throw like some cut fruit or fresh cut veggies into like a Ziploc or even just like a small little glass container or you can get those like silicone bags or silicone, silicone, (laughs) silicone valley bags. No, you can get the silicone bags. They're like reusable. You could put like some chopped up celery or cucumbers in and then maybe some strawberries or uh, orange slices or something like that. I actually will bring oranges and bananas with us sometimes, but I just won't, I won't like cut them up. So that way I can just, you know, 
I don't have to use them within the first few hours. They're not going to go bad. So that's another great option if you want to bring fruit, but you don't want to cut it all, like grab some bananas, grab some pears, grab some oranges. Like those are great nourishing, healthier options too, that you can grab even organic if you want from your local store or from a local farmer's market or wherever you source your fruit and veggies. So that's an option. I like to do that for snacks. I also like to bring like Hue chocolate or a healthier chocolate brand so that I'm not just like, I might have a sweet tooth in the car and I want to enjoy something, but I also don't want to stop and get like crap at a gas station. So I'll bring either like Hue chocolate or there's um, another brand called Smart Sweets, I believe is what it's called. It's like a healthier uh, Sour Patch Kids and like Swedish Fish and that kind of stuff. So depending on what you want, like that's another healthier, better alternative candy than what you would get just like at the local gas station. So I'll grab that before we leave. Sometimes if I have time, like if I've got enough time the day before, I will either prep something like a nourishing or clean muffin, thins muffin, muffin. (laughs) I'm saying that was like one word. I make like a dozen muffins. Okay. But I'll do like a muffin recipe that is made with like coconut oil and, you know, gluten-free flour, things like that. Or I'll do like a nourishing banana bread with you know, grass-fed milk and like butter and all the things that are good for you instead of all the processed stuff. Have you ever wanted to live a little bit more of a natural and holistic lifestyle for the sake of your well-being and your family's well-being, as well as to be a little bit more self-sustaining, but just felt really confused on where to start, especially if you can't just like up and move to a farm tomorrow? Look, when I first started my holistic wellness journey, I remember I felt so overwhelmed. There's so much information all over the internet nowadays, and it's so hard to discern and to know which brands are truly clean and how do I source food locally and where do I even begin with all this stuff, especially if I have a busy life and I live maybe in an apartment or a suburban life or I just don't have like goats in my backyard to go milk, you know, like how how do I do this? And, um, it can be really overwhelming. So what I did is I wanted to take the guesswork out of it for you because I think one of the biggest things that holds so many of us back is not only the financial side of it and the worry that it's going to be more expensive, but also the time. Most of us don't have months or years to invest in researching and reading labels and figuring out how to do that and doing all this research on our own. So we just don't and we kind of get stuck. So what I wanted to do is create a quick start guide for you. And it's called the Lifestyle Overhaul Guide. It is a step-by-step quick start guide to living a more natural and sustainable life. And it is laid out in a step-by-step format. It covers everything from budgeting for these changes to really reducing stress and creating a more sustainable schedule and lifestyle in terms of your time to cleaning up the products in your home and reducing your toxin burden, how to really start with that and what to prioritize and how to do that in a budget-friendly way to sourcing more food locally, shortening your supply chain, being less reliant on the grocery store and big food systems, and starting to really use the resources in your local community. I'm giving you all the best resources on how to find those things, how to source those things, and how to get started right where you are. So if that sounds like something you need, you can tap the link in the show notes on this episode, or just go to jordanleedooley.com slash lifestyle dash overhaul to check out all the details and grab yourself a copy. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one for one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Or I will make gelatin gummies. I love to make these. They're super easy. I literally just heat up pineapple juice and a little bit of coconut oil. These are like the pina colada flavor. You can make any kind of flavor, but I'll heat up like a cup of pineapple juice or maybe it's two cups. I'll have to find the recipe specifically, but I'll heat up coconut milk and pineapple juice on the stove in like a saucepan and then add in a little bit of beef gelatin, grass-fed beef gelatin. I get mine from Thrive Market into that mixture and kind of just like keep it moving with like a spoon, like stirring it so that there's no like gelatin chunks. And then once that's all blended, I will pour it into like a glass tray. What's the word? Like a glass baking pan. That's what I'm looking for. And I will put it in the fridge and let it sit for a few hours and then it'll be like gelatin. And then I just cut it into squares and they're like almost like eating jello, but you can make them smaller. So they're like gummies. So anyway, sometimes if I have time before a road trip or before we go somewhere, I will make something like that. And then I will just throw those into like a glass Tupperware container or a glass container. I guess it's not technically Tupperware, but those are a couple other ideas of like a healthy snack you can make. I don't normally make all of this for one road trip. These are just different examples. Like a, if I'm going on a road trip, I might make, 
you know, a roast of some sort, might cut up some veggies and bring like oranges and then throw in like a bag of siete chips, maybe some huge chocolate chips. And then if I have the time, I'll make either like a healthy banana bread or the gelatin gummies, but I don't make like all of this for one trip. The other thing that's nice too, is like, if you're going on a road trip and you do put, put the like cooler together of some healthier options, like we'll bring that into our hotel room. And then we'll just like eat out of that if we're like, you know, able to get another lunch out of it or something the next day. It just is helpful for minimizing how much you're eating out on the road instead of like just doing fast food. So anyway, that's kind of like a few different ideas of things I like to put together and prepare ahead of time. You know, it's not that you're going to be able to be perfect about it, but if you can just set aside a little bit of time to prepare, you're actually going to be able to make it pretty easy to knock out at least a few of those like what would be fast food meals for something that might be a little bit more nourishing and healthy for your body. Okay, so all of that said, maybe doing that might help you avoid eating out, you know, in terms of fast food here and there. But when you're actually eating out, whether that's on a vacation or on a trip or just, you know, because you feel like going on a date night, that's something I feel like I've had to navigate because I've learned that 99% of restaurants are cooking their food in oils I much rather would avoid like canola oil or vegetable oil because it's cheaper than the nicer oils like coconut, avocado, or or olive oil, which are generally healthier, or even butter. I would much rather a restaurant cook something in butter than in canola oil, but the reality is like a lot of it is just cooked in crappy oils. So all of that said, it's not something that when you go out, you're going to be able to avoid 100%. It's just the reality. So that's why I try to live by the 80-20 rule. Like if 80% of the time I'm not eating this, it's significantly reducing my body's intake of those kind of oils. But if every now and then when we're out to eat or we're on vacation, like I get a little bit more than usual, I'm going to be okay, you know. But at the same time, it doesn't hurt to be cognizant of oils and to even ask like what oils or fats the dish that you're considering ordering or wanting to order is cooked in. For example, like there's a local restaurant we've gone to a lot. And for a long time, like I would ask, hey, what are your fries made in? And for a long time, they were they were made in olive oil. And I was actually surprised by that, but it was a more health conscious restaurant. So I was like, awesome. So I would order their fries. And then their staff changed, like things changed during the whole COVID thing. And I decided one day, like I continued ordering them because in my brain, I was like, they're made with olive oil. It's fine. And then when I asked them, I was like, hey, what are these cooked in? Like I re-asked like, or asked again, like a year or two later. And they were like, uh, let me ask the chef. Of course, it was like a new kitchen staff and everything. And it ended up being that they were switched to canola oil. So anyways, I was like, bummer. So I, I, it's not that I never get those fries, but nine times out of 10, when we go there, I don't get them anymore because of that. So all of that said, it's not wrong to ask your waitress to ask the chef or the kitchen staff, like, Hey, do you know what X, Y, or Z is cooked in? Or do you know what kind of oil they use to make the fries? Most fries in a restaurant are going to be cooked in some sort of inflammatory oil. So that is more, it's not even like you should avoid fries because of the carbs. Like I personally don't, I think that that's a really toxic mindset, but knowing that oils can be really inflammatory, just like be cognizant of that is my, it's like my approach to it, but it's not like you must avoid 100% of the time, you know? So anyway, don't be afraid to ask. And even like, if you were going to order a salad, a lot of the time, like the just standard dressings that they'll give you are made again with those same oils and really aren't food. Um, And so it's not like I'm saying like, Oh, I'm going to restrict all these major food groups, but like, there's just no reason to be consuming oils that are literally like manufactured and industrialized oils. Like it just is unhelpful and pretty much everything in our world, it seems like is somehow made with that. So if you order a salad, it can be helpful to ask like, Hey, 
can I get a side of olive oil and red vinegar? Or can I get a side of olive oil and lemon wedges and like put that all over your salad? So you can specifically ask for a side of olive oil and they'll typically give it to you. So that's kind of a way to get around some of the oils that might be in like a crappy salad dressing. It may not be the best quality olive oil of your life, but it's probably better than just downing canola oil without even realizing it. So that's another little hack when you're eating out, just feel free to ask them like, hey, do you know what this is cooked in? You know, or can this be cooked in butter or, you know, whatever, see what they can do. If not, like, okay, just be aware of it. And then also like customize your your salad dressings. If you get a salad, like ask for olive oil and lemon wedges and make that into your own little dressing or olive oil and red vinegar um, or red wine vinegar. That's like a great option too, or balsamic vinegar. Another thing I was going to say too, is like, you're not going to avoid it completely when you eat out, but even if you do, you know, eat something that's cooked in an oil that maybe isn't ideal or whatever. I think the most important thing, or if you end up eating beef, that's not, you know, grass fed, regenerative farmed, you know, ideal, ideal, whatever. I think it's something that I try to remember. And so I'm just passing this on is when I eat out, try to make sure that my plate has protein, fat, and fiber on it as much as possible. So that way it's at least a well-balanced like plate of macronutrients and that'll help with like blood sugar and all the things. And so even if it's not like the type of meat I would like to source from my local, you know, farm, or if it doesn't have the ideal oils that I prefer to cook with, like, okay, that's not great, but it's also not going to kill me. And if my plate is well balanced, that's better than nothing, right? So that's just something else I try to keep in mind when I go out to eat. Another thing to keep in mind too, is the importance of eating regularly. This is especially applicable when traveling. I think it's really easy to get off routines. So even if there's not necessarily an optimal food option available, I try to still eat at regular times as much as possible to support my blood sugar. So when I support my blood sugar, I know that ultimately supports my hormones. So I try to do that as well as I can. It's not perfect, especially if there's time changes and all of that, but that is something I try to keep in mind. So I'm just passing that along. Okay. Two other things I try to do when traveling to support my body, support my hormones, all the things, even though it's not the perfect situation and set up most of the time. First thing is I try to support my minerals. So I will bring either like my adrenal cocktail mix or a mineral mix that I get from a dietitian that I used to work with. It's her brand is called Ravi. Let me see. Hold on. I want to make sure I'm like saying this right. So it's spelled R-A-Y-V-I. I just don't know if it's pronounced Ravi or Ravi. Either way, uh, Ravi Shop, R-A-Y-V-I-S-H-O-P.com. She like formulated basically like mineral mocktails that you can just like add to water and it's got like sodium, potassium. They taste good. It's not overly sweet, but it's just a way to support your minerals and add more nutrients to the water you're drinking. So especially when traveling, it can be easy to get dehydrated. So I try to bring this along with me and I'll just add like a teaspoon to my water bottle or whatever. So, or a tablespoon, sorry. So that's the first thing is just making sure I'm staying hydrated and making sure I'm supporting my minerals. And that's a pretty easy way to do that. The second thing in the topic of staying hydrated is I try to minimize my use of plastic water bottles when I'm traveling. I don't do it perfectly. Sometimes you just got to run to the gas station and grab a bottle of water. But I also try to bring either a Yeti or a Stanley cup or some sort of similar, you know, reusable cup that's not made of plastic that I can refill with ice and water, like when we stop and things like that. So that's just kind of like one other little thing to keep in mind because plastic water bottles, like the plastic toxins and stuff can leach into the water. So if I can minimize that, I will. But yeah, so, and then I also like, we have recently put in, put in an RO system and like water filtration system in our house. Reverse osmosis is what RO means to really like get all the fluoride and just like random toxins out of our water that could just be in city water. And so I, we also like to fill like glass water bottles 
with, like we, we uh, purchased like a, a case of Mountain Valley water bottles and those are glass. And that's actually a really great brand for quality water that's not packaged in plastic. So if you're just like, I just need some good water bottles to take on a trip, get like a pack of like 12 Mountain Valley like liter bottles. That'll get you through at least a couple of days. And then we've been able to reuse ours. So we'll like fill those glass bottles with the reverse osmosis water from our filtered sink. And then we can take those with us. So just finding like creative ways to minimize how much like plastic water bottles you're drinking out of is not only good for you, also good for the environment. So everybody wins. Okay. Those are my best tips when it comes to just finding simple ways to support and nourish your body as best as you can when you're traveling or eating out. It's not going to be perfect and you're probably not going to bat a thousand every single time. And that's okay. Like it's not about perfection. It's just finding some simple changes you can make or some things you can be aware of to you know, make one better decision at a time. And that's kind of how I try to approach it. So hopefully this is helpful. Hopefully this gives you some ideas, some tips, some, some inspiration on some things that you could do to make your eating out, your traveling, all of those fun life experiences, a little less stressful, especially if you are on like a wellness or a healing journey and want to support your body, but also want to live your life. Cause that's also important. So, all right, that's all I have for you. I will see you in the next episode. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.